Hello, it's Friday, May the 12th. You're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. I'm your host this week, uh, Jeffrey Guy. Uh, the Fosters are in the fields this week getting the crop in, so I'm all alone. The, um, well, let's get into the markets here. Another negative week. The trend has stayed negative. The trend has stayed negative. Oh, I'm getting tired of saying this. Uh, corn prices down about $5. Soybean prices this week. Oh, down from old crop to new crop, $21 to $30. Spring wheat, surprisingly, was uh, just about even for the week. And uh, winter wheat, down between 6 and $17 between the, the two different winter wheats. Uh, we did have some uh, change in basis this week. Uh, actually supported the price of corn a little bit, a little bit, and even uh, was a little bit higher for soybeans. And soybeans still took that much of a beating. Our dollar did reach a high seventy-five cents before backing off. Closed uh, just under seventy-four cents for the week. U.S. oil prices were jumped up earlier in the week. There was a uh, Oh, uh, an oil ship in the South China Sea that went on fire and made the markets rumble a little bit about what was happening. But it turns out it was probably just some malfunction on the ship. So it wasn't anything nefarious on other other reasons. So oil price did uh, did jump up, got up near $74 one time this week, closed at about seventy one fifty today. So that downtrend did stay on. There's not a lot of new things in the outside markets. U.S. is still different reports. Possibility of recession, possibility of higher interest rates, possibility of cutting interest rates. Who knows what's going to happen in the future here. Russia and the Ukraine seem like I wrote a lot this week in their daily blog about that. You know, big question right now, when will that this spring military offensive begin on either side lots of talk in the papers how or on the news how both sides are going to ramp up things soon trying to to win the war supposedly this year who knows and now representatives from the two countries with the representatives from the un and turkey they met on thursday finally met on thursday to discuss renewal of the black sea trade agreement which expires next week on uh, May the 18th. Russia is uh, openly looking for a lot more concessions on their trade. It's kind of funny, I I read a few articles on that this week, and they say that actually their exports have been really strong on the agricultural side, but I guess these concessions are more on how they're paid for them and money flow, etc. Um. One thing with this agreement this past week, Russia did spend, I think it was two days, it's been reported, they did not inspect any ships leaving the uh, the Black Sea with the uh, exports out of the Ukraine. They did start to re-inspect them, uh, but the talk is that they're only inspecting two ships a day and that they're not inspecting any, or not letting any new ships into the ports. But uh, I think what we talked about last week, there were so many ships in there, if they don't let any in, they all wouldn't be out by the uh, by the end of this uh, current agreement. So this, I'm sure this will be in the news all next week, and how much this is affecting markets is truly is anybody's guess. 
Um, China did another corn cancellation contract from the U.S. this week, and I was reading up on that, and it just comes down to dollars and cents. By the time they pay a penalty to get out of the the contract, they're still they were like a a dollar a bushel still ahead on buying corn out of Brazil. Brazil has a big crop, projected big crop this year, major projected big crop, and that's so. And in projections, let's get right into the USDA report that came out today. So this was the first report, uh, first report of the year that uses the March 31st actual planting intentions report, uh, which remember they were looking for uh, corn acres and that to go up and looking at their trend line yields. Um, so they're, they made some adjustments to corn ending stocks projections or all the stock projections for this year and next year. Corn ending stocks, let's look at them first. They were higher for the average trade guess for both this year and next year. Uh, next year with them increasing up to about 2.2 billion bushels, which would be the highest ending stocks in the U.S. in uh, seven years. Now in saying that, there you got to be, We've been talking all year, really, about how slow U.S. Uh, corn exports have been. And with Brazil's big crop coming on, there probably there's not a lot of great anticipation that their corn exports will uh, increase too much. Soybeans, uh, they also, this year's stocks were left pretty much unchanged. But uh, with the production that they're looking in soybeans this year, that's uh, they're looking for the X, or the year-ending stocks for next year to be in, increased would be about the most in about four years. Market definitely took that uh, negative for prices also. Wheat production uh, keeps going down in in the U.S. Uh, the production this year or this next year, what they're projecting of 1.66 billion bushels. And with the last couple of years of decreased production, that gave them their lowest three years of production in 50 years. So the U.S. wheat is becoming, like there are other countries have taken over a lot of the world wheat market. U.S. still is an exporter, but it's uh, not near what it once was on the wheat side. And uh, they seem, well, we all know they've had some troubles the last couple of years. Uh, today, after the report, hard red winter wheat really rallied in the U.S. Uh, one time, looking like it was going to go limit up before it did pull back. The hard red winter wheat growing areas of the U.S. remain under stress. Uh, that crop remains under stress. It just, it's got a very low, good to excellent rating. Conversely, their soft red winter wheat growing areas is uh, looking pretty strong. Soft red winter wheat is, that's based, it's priced out of Chicago. And that's what the winter wheat, majority of winter wheat in uh, Ontario is priced on the Chicago market. Majority of the winter wheat in Ontario is soft red winter wheat. There is hard red winter wheat grown, but the majority is soft red winter wheat. And the crops in Ontario are looking pretty good. So, uh, so we, you know, that's kind of the little thing how they changed some stocks. Uh, they didn't, one thing they did not do, they did not change the production numbers for Argentina this year. Uh there's lots of new reports coming out of Argentina where they're decreasing both corn and uh, soybean production numbers, but the U.S. left them unchanged for this month. 
I guess they've kicked that can down the road and they'll be looking to change them uh, next month probably or sometime in the future. But strangely enough, though, they didn't play with Argentina. They did increase the corn production in Brazil and up to, like I think it's 130 million tonnes, whereas Brazil's own ag ministry has it uh, set right now at 125 million tonnes. So they're not going with what's being reported in Argentina and they're going or they're not cutting back as much in Argentina and they've increased in Brazil. Strange ones for sure. So corn prices did fall back again some today with its report and I think they're probably going to say oh a lot of these numbers were already pegged in on the on the already into the marketplace as corn didn't really fall that much today. Soy pre- soybean prices were weaker, and even though the numbers on the soybeans didn't really increase as much as the corn, um, soybean oil kind of took a hit today. I think it's got a new low in the nearby month, the July trading month, as they've, uh, USDA did project a small decrease in food consumption of soybean oil. However, they did in, uh, project an 8% increase in biofuel usage, which is... Again, something else that keeps hitting the news over the last six months or year. So that should be a positive, but soybean prices did pull back. So remember, soybean prices pulled back the most this week. They're very disappointing this week. Uh, there's just not a lot driving the demand side of these markets. Uh, you know, normally we would look to China for that, and they're just... Uh, they're just not doing a lot. Like there was reports this week, even with Argentina's production so low, that should be a positive for U.S. soybeans, U.S. soybean meal and that. But it just can't seem to turn the price higher on that. Uh, pretty disappointing. Locally, the basis remains weak, and uh, especially in old crop corn, uh, new crop corn, really new crop beans, new crop wheat. Remember, the, uh, Ontario's looking at very large production of winter wheat this year. Uh, things could get scary on that side. Uh, things pretty tight for anybody who's got uh, old crop corn in storage. Uh, market's pretty tight in looking for homes for it. Uh, give us a call if you have some. We'll try to work something out for you. The planters are moving in the, the local marketplace big time. Uh, the ground seems to be working up uh, excellent. People seem to be very happy with it. Corn and soybeans being planted. I'm sure there's lots of spring cereals already in also. So everybody, let's, uh, unfortunately, the trend remains down and uh, hopefully we'll get on this next week and the trend will be back up and it'll be a lot more positive. So be safe out there. Anybody wants to give us a call anytime, give us a call. We'll see if we can't work something out. Bye for now. Have a great week. Oh, and uh, Sunday, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Well, the mothers out there. Bye for now.